beloved, you are now tuned in to Three Black Men, a podcast by three black men where we talk about theology, culture, and the world around us. The following content may not be suitable if you ain't real enough. Listener discretion is advised because real recognize real. Here's the hope when we look familiar. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Three Black Men. My name is Robert. My name is Sam. I'm I'm Trey, but the ladies call me Trey. (laughs) And we are the Three Black Men. No ladies call him Trey. (laughs) You, sir. Like everybody calls you Trey pretty much. That's what I said. Um, um... (laughs) So we're taking applications for the third. Black man, I'm just playing. <laughs> Mary, I'll lift your hands. <laughs> Receive the blessing of the Lord, right? Time is persecution. It is. It, it won't be by the time y'all listen to this, but it's Black History Month. We're recording this, and this is not what the ancestors fought for. If y'all to be persecuting me like this, I gave a factual statement. I'm Trey, and the ladies call me Trey. And Mary is also black. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So with that introduction, um, <laughs> uh, so on the table, fellas, we are going to be talking about therapy, A, and uh, specifically the bent that we're going to be talking about is things that we have learned in our journey through therapy and mental health. Uh, yeah, so. Let's get into it. Let's do this. I just want to start by saying, um, Amira, if you listen to this, I know I don't always practice what you say, but I listen. That's the important part. I be listening. Claude, if you're listening right now, it's not gonna make you don't know who Sam is, but just know that I'm I'm better than Sam because I, I do be practicing what you say. I'm I'm really good at this. On Tuesdays. Y'all, we are cutting up because uh, we are recording this live in person. Uh, <laughs> um, so that's a fair warning. Uh, so there's going to be uh, a bit more cutting up than normal cutting up. So you've been warned. So uh, therapy. Let's first talk about what are some... Um, I guess let's back up a bit and say, when it comes to therapy, were there any apprehensions that you had about starting the the process of getting into therapy, um, especially being a Black man? There are a lot of stigma. Uh, <laughs> there are a lot of stigmas attached to being in therapy. And yeah. Anybody? Hell, anybody? Hell yeah! It was. It was. I had mad apprehensions at one point because um, I, I did therapy like a couple times growing up. So I've been in couples therapy, counseling, family counseling, family therapy. But at one point, I was like, "What? What do I? What? What does Trey need therapy for? Because Trey's not broken. 
Um, and, and, and that's kind of where I was at. Like, I've been doing just fine. Uh, I, I didn't always see the utility in it. Um, or I wasn't prepared to acknowledge the utility. Not even utility. Utility is the wrong word. The fruitfulness. It's the word of the day. Fruitfulness. Um, For me... Sam, wait, was you done, Trey? Yeah, man, we oh, gonna okay. call it done. Yeah, I was done. Okay, all right. Hey, let me catch you. <laughs> um, for me, uh, I mean, there were a lot of apprehensions, right? Obviously, like fear of the unknown. My anxiety was on all time high. But also, like you know, growing up being black, you hear stuff like, "Man, black people don't do that." You know, that's not us. Um. But then, like, some of the stuff that I would be feeling, like, even from some of, uh, you know, and maybe, like, mentioned to some of my own family members throughout the years, I would be made to feel kind of weird sometimes. Um, so I just wasn't sure how uh, it would be received amongst the people that I loved. Um, I, I wasn't sure if they would understand that I was going because I wanted to be better for myself, but also for them. Uh, I wanted to feel more useful. So uh, I just, for me, I had all of those fears to really deal with. Um, and, and I guess we can talk about later on in the show, like how I kind of dealt with that. But like that that for me was, those were definitely for sure some things that were on. And I had to be open. I was open with my therapist about those things from the very first time that we talked. I laid it all out on the table, which was difficult. It was very hard for me to do because that's not really the type of person I am. But I did it because I wanted to be better. I I think for me, I I I was afraid of losing control. And I uh, the emotions are hitting me. I I think through much of my life, I have served a nurturing role, uh, both in my family of origin and um, in, in friendship structures. And most people have known me to be indomitable and letting knit within admitting you need you need help in the therapy in the therapeutic model you have to admit i need help and there is something beyond me that i need a helping hand with and the bridge between where you are now and that helping hand can seem uh it can seem cavernous right it can seem so far um if you are not ready to make that leap, right? And for me, that seems so, I mean, it seemed impossible. And I, I did not know how to get from where I was um, to that helping hand. And I did not know anyone that could help me get there. And um, that gap uh, crippled me, to be honest. And I think for years I needed to be in therapy, but my own strength kept me from admitting I need help. And uh, 
I mean, I knew I needed help. So that wasn't the problem. It wasn't like, hey, Rob, do you think you're perfect? <laughs> no, I got to put me first, Lucius. I, <laughs> I got to put me first. Um, <laughs> what's stopping you? I don't know. It, it, I needed that help, but there was something within me that could not relinquish control. It wasn't that I didn't know that I needed it. But it was finally that last bit of relinquishing control. I could not do it alone. And um, I needed. Go ahead. I was going to ask, do you think that was sort of like um, a self-defense mechanism, Um, maybe subconsciously kind of kicking up to protect yourself from the unknown or, you know what I'm saying? It definitely was. And I felt like... um, I felt like if I admitted that, um, I think relinquishing that last 10% meant I failed everything. Mm. Um, And for me, that was the scariest thing for me. Um, In all of these circles, I had kept everything spinning for everybody else, but for myself, I knew that I did not have everything together. And I knew that I was a mess and that had been apparent for a very long time. Like that wasn't like news to me, like, hey, Rob, do you, hey, Rob, is everything going okay? Like, no, it's not. But I had been in a world that had pressed me to be a beast of burden for everyone else, for my family, for churches, for um, loved ones, for friends, but I knew I was not okay inside. And so for me, um, I was scared to death to say, I'm not okay and to proclaim it over and over again. And so therapy was this uh, unknown to what you, to your point, Sam, that was so scary. I didn't, I couldn't even entertain what that would mean. I didn't, I, I didn't know enough of it. I didn't know anyone who was in therapy. I didn't know anyone, especially anyone Black, who was in it. And so admitting what I already knew to be true, which was, I'm a mess. <laughs> I, am a, I am a mess. Um, felt like a failure, but I already knew I was, you know? So um, yeah, like I already knew I would, the only, the last 10% was admitting what already was cemented. I I knew I couldn't go on in the way that I had been regulating myself, you know, so there was a tremendous fear. Um, but I was a high functioning mess. Um, and that's what was doing me in. Um, because was I excelling? Yeah. On the outside, were were you seeing were you seeing wins? Yes. Were you seeing emotional intelligence at least externally? <laughs> yes. Um, but that wasn't the truth. So you just said something, right? That you said that you were a high functioning mess, right? And I think a lot of times. Um, we can, 
I don't, I don't know. I think for me, for a while, even though I felt like I knew something was off uh, and I knew I needed help, I knew that if I did not see a therapist, eventually what I didn't want to happen would happen, uh, which would be like I would push away the people that I love. Um, there was this element to like, well, I'm surviving. We are right. You know what I'm saying? Like there was almost this, um, this apparent weakness, right? That was implied for it. Um, and even, even admitting that I needed it was tough, right? Um, just because of pride, right? Uh, but also when you feel like you're looked at as the black sheep or you feel like you're looked at as if, mm, nah, you probably need to talk to somebody. There's there's always there's already there this um self um denial or this like you, you put yourself in this place where where at least I okay I talk I talk about me so I would put I would put myself in this place where I felt like um I like you said I knew I needed some help but at the end of the day I'm making it so we could be all right but how far can I push this you know what I'm saying um and I really had to Honestly, you it was talking to you a, a lot or listening to you talk about your experience uh, and you being open about when you needed to have another session uh, really sort of made me feel like, you know what? Let me try this out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, and you mentioned that like sometimes people need to hear that. And so I hope I hope and pray that this this episode helps numerous people if if no other episode helps people i really hope this episode helps people because there's been a lot of stuff that's kind of been going around um i don't know if y'all kind of caught wind of it but uh there's two uh miss alabama and another lady down in miami they think that was like suspected suicide and so and trey you just did a show on translation about getting help that, like the help that you need and so I really hope that this episode really helps somebody because there's nothing wrong with therapy, right? Like my therapist sees a therapist, right? There's, no, there's nothing wrong with that. That's like, we need somebody. We need to figure these things out. Yeah, I think that's important to, to talk, talk about. about. There's nothing wrong with therapy. There's nothing wrong with therapy because for the most part, I think my relationship with therapy is is in some senses a little different than, than what you all just described. Because even to this day, I, I would never describe myself as needing therapy. I, I want therapy, mm -hmm. right? Because therapy for me is a, is a vehicle. I, I didn't feel as though I was approaching a breaking point, which is one of the reasons I was I was hesitant to do it. Like I, I, I didn't feel like, like yo, I don't, I don't need this. And to this day, I don't, I don't think I need it. I want it um, because I wanted to be a better version of myself. Right. I wanted I wanted to not have to depend on all of the multitude ways that I developed to get by. Right. And they were not all those healthy. Right. They're not all healthy. And 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 I, I want to be careful saying this because what what I'm about to say is that they were the the the, the mechanisms that I put in place, they were serving me fine. And that's not to say that they were healthy, it's to say that they were getting the job done, right? Like I can drive a car that is gonna get me to work in that, but if it's not functioning to its highest capabilities, I'm actually putting more wear on that car than, than, than needs to be. And eventually it is going to fail me, 
right? So for me, therapy was a matter of, okay, okay, I have health insurance, right? So once a year, I'm gonna go to the doctor whether or not I feel sick, right? I go just to check up, make sure everything is okay. I do that to take care of my body, but I wasn't doing anything to check in on my mind and the capacities that, that I need to use not only as as somebody on a pastoral staff who, who is, is supposed to help take care of and shepherd people, but as the husband to my wife um, and, and what that relationship requires of me and as the father to my children and what that relationship requires. If I, if I wanna do the best that I can do, if, if, I, if I wanna give them the person that they deserve, then getting by um, is, is kind of cheating them a little bit, right? So sometimes, because the other thing about it is there are emotions that we feel on a regular basis, right? Like there, there are stresses that we put on ourselves and that um, when we share them with the people closest to us um, in ways that are not always healthy or in ways that they're not necessarily equipped to handle, mm -hmm. it puts a strain on those relationships. And what therapy does, so even when I'm feeling fine, like, the things that I need to share, like uh, uh, I don't have to temper it as much. Like I don't have to sit there and, and stress myself out about how to present this because there's somebody there who is trained to help walk me through this. Like, you know, like it, it, it's fine to be a human. Therapy is the process that I've submitted myself in in order to rehumanize myself. I like that. Um, and, and I say that because there's so many different things that we do in order to present as productive members of society there's so many things that we do in order to, to check all the boxes and to be who the church needs us to be or who our job needs us to be and and, and and who this person needs us to be all these things that we don't all the time hold space for the fullness of our authentic selves that we end up dehumanizing ourselves in order to be machines or producers for other people or other institutions or other things and through therapy i can work on like wait a second that's not healthy because you are a human you're allowed to feel this way you're allowed to be fatigued you're allowed to be worn out you're allowed to give yourself space and and so when i say like i i it, for me there was never a point where i was like oh if i don't go to therapy like i i don't see a way out like i, I never got there mm -hmm. And I still like, I get to go to therapy. I don't have to go to therapy. I'm, I'm excited to do that because I, I've noticed a difference when I submit myself to that process and, and actually put in the work to be open and transparent. I like what you were saying there. Um, so I used to watch uh, Game of Thrones and like after it was over, I remember um, I don't know like none of the actors or actresses names outside of their names in the show, but uh, the lady that played Sansa, like one of the things that she was saying is that um, one of the sisters, one of the things that they were saying is that they played that role so long that they actually had to go to therapy to differentiate their character from their real life person. And one of the things like I think we we we're so used to wearing so many different hats and switching them on at a drop of a dime. And so we don't, I, I don't think we realize how much we lose ourselves in those roles. Yeah. And one of the things that therapy has helped me to do is to find myself outside of those roles. Yeah. And in doing so, it's enabled to love myself better. I've been able to love my, uh, my wife better, my kids better. I'm, I've been able to just love people better because like you said, I've, I've rehumanized myself and I see myself as human. I don't see myself as a title. I don't see myself like 
I, do I love being a dad? Absolutely. Do I love being married to my beautiful wife? Absolutely. I do. But also I just love being Sam. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love being me. I'm comfortable in the skin I'm in. I just love being me. And, and that's a process, right? Like that's something that I'm steadily working through. And sometimes, you know, it's a struggle, but ultimately I just love me right and therapy has helped me to reconnect that and that's something that I've lost over the years and I think you hit on something like you know what I'm saying when you just talking about that you got something right yeah Ken um because I, I I often think that therapy can get distilled down to need versus want and I think this is very important to come to terms with around this table of brothers. Um, and I'm so glad uh, that you highlighted this, Trey, and, uh, and that you even use that, um, that need dimension um, that is getting highlighted. And I really want to highlight this for our, our listeners, um, because I think people reach the breaking point, which is what drives people to therapy, right? Um, <laughs> I reach that. <laughs> my my nerves is on edge, crack. <laughs> this Robert. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> you like what I did there? Um, can I can I twist it and reframe it and refresh it for probably ones like yourself who are maybe don't feel that they're on that that knife's edge? Um, it, because I, what I want to do is, I if let me say it this way: if you are a human under the sun. <laughs> I really want to encourage most people, if you can, to get into therapy, also realizing that therapy is a luxury and a privilege. Mm -hmm. I want to name that in the room, realizing that therapy is something that the privilege can say. And so I actually want to name that the fact that we've been able to get therapy yeah. is a privilege. And we're speaking from a privileged place. Mm -hmm. I don't want to I don't want to bypass that as if we're we're just speaking to the average Joe. No, we're actually saying something that we're not rich, but we're actually saying something from a privileged place. And I, I hate to not name that. Um, one practice that I've sort of always had with Kwani and I sort of got from our married friends is like, We've been married 10 years this year, it'll be 10 years in July. And so I've always over the years, periodically, you know, once a month or so, I, or as often as I can remember, would ask her like, yo, do you feel like you're getting what you need from me? Mm -hmm. And like, sometimes like the answer will be no. And we would talk about it and I would try to figure out ways, you know, we try to figure out ways to work around that so that she feels like she's getting what she needs from me, that I'm loving her effectively, right? And she would like, she could say yes. But now when we have those conversations, now that I'm in therapy, you know, she might say something like, you know, I thought I was getting it before, but not like I am now. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
And I'm saying that to say like, even if the people in your community feel like you are loving them amazingly, you can love them better. You can love yourself better, right? Like um, there doesn't necessarily have to be a need. Um, I think there's always an underlying necessity for everyone whether we realize it or not I know Trey you didn't like the word blind spots I actually like the word blind spots because it's literally a blind spot right like it's something that we consciously know that's there but we don't necessarily know what it is right like we can't necessarily identify it well maybe this is something we can name for some people um but I like what Rob is saying like yo think thinking about your community because when listening to Rob talk and he watching him grow through therapy and then I start having the conversations with my wife you know what I I think I might want to start going to therapy I think that'll really help me but also us Mm -hmm. um those conversations just based on watching people in my community grow Mm -hmm. right listening to them talk um and being open about it uh and 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 what I think what really sealed the deal for me was after I had my after I booked my first session uh I remember I was like man I'm so proud of you right like that meant something to me like to have the people in my community rallying behind me to be like you know what I'm proud of you even if they don't understand it to be like you know what you're doing something to make better I'm proud of you um I heard that from some people I've never heard that before and that meant something right because I wasn't necessarily necessarily aware of like um what role in my community they might have because maybe they're distant off but like okay well okay so I'm doing something right um so yeah I think giving ear to our community right but also realizing like yo I probably need this too um it don't make you weak it doesn't mean that you're inferior it doesn't mean you're less than human. It's literally discovering that you're human, right? Like Trey, you said that earlier. That's this is literally a process of discovering our humanity. Um, and if there's any other way that we can relate to other people, right? Like how how else can we relate by just sort of? Um, I mean, I pretty much be laying myself bare. <laughs> you know what I'm saying in my therapy session. I'm so glad that you know because I like I lay myself bare because it's the one place. Well. It's a place where I feel like, you know, let me say what I need to say and then we can hash this out. Um, and it's not like a cure-all, right? It's a process, it's like peeling an onion. So you need patience, you need grace. I'm gonna say it again, you need grace. Um, but it's a beautiful process. And to watch how, since I've started therapy, my relationship with my brothers have grown. Um, just my community seems to have grown, grown, you know, my, my, my community has grown a little bit. Um, I feel like I can love people better. I don't know. I just, I'm overall happier. And I like, I just want to say thank you, Rob, because like I said, I probably would have never started therapy had you not been open about your experience. And I didn't ask you to do that, right? Like, that's just who you are. So I appreciate that. I appreciate you. 
Yeah, that's facts. I'm, 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 yeah, that's facts. I'm, 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 I wouldn't be in therapy once for y'all. Like just, just, just hearing y'all experience and everything. And I think that's one of the important things about having this conversation is that a lot of times, the idea of therapy is so intimidating to folks that like, they, they put it in the glass case to break in case of emergency. And it, it, it ain't got to be all that. Um, it, it's benefited each of us in in very tangible ways, ways that go beyond ourselves to the point where like us being in therapy has benefited the people around us. Mm-hmm. In ways that 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 are tough to quantify, but easy to appreciate. We can do something. It's so cool how we can do something like uh, as a community, but individually. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though like I'm in my therapy session by myself, I know like I don't know. I just feel like now, nah, man, my brother's getting it too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we are like if this is something, I feel like I'm not in it by myself because I have the support of people that love me right like even though y'all not there there's still this element of like you know I mean sometimes I feel anxious about going just because of the subjects that I need to talk about right but I know like I can reach out to Rob or I can reach out to Trey or you know what I'm saying I know I can reach out to my community and draw strength you know what I'm saying I can reach out to my community and find grace and empathy (laughs) you know what I'm saying and love and kind words and friendly faces uh, and that all makes it easier and worthwhile because mm-hmm. I'm going for myself. But at the same time, like all it is for me, is like, it's showing me my humanity, but it's bringing, it's connecting our humanity together. Yeah. If that makes sense, because we all can sort of identify like with, you know what I'm saying? Those different. Yeah, I, th- I think overall therapy has the potential to uh there is something that has the potential to be salvific uh if we let it um because again hitting that communal aspect uh you know therapy is not a catch-all cure-all, but it can be salvific for for the person who is leaning into it with their all, depending on what you're coming to the table with and depending on what your expectations are. And um, yeah, and what you're hoping to get out of it for yourself and your community. somebody could come to the table trying to uh, mend their broken life in this one area. But um, when looked at holistically, uh, therapy can become this place to uh, 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 mind the gap. (laughs) Um, uh, Speaking to those uh, (laughs) uh, in the UK, Um, (laughs) especially in that London area. between what the church is able to offer and our lived experience in the everyday life. Uh, And uh, therapy can become this really beautiful place of minding the gap between our everyday lived experience and and, uh, the practical outworkings of the gospel, right? And uh, what I love about a good therapist is, they will allow you to self 
to have the gift of self-discovery, yes. right? And yes. they're asking you questions. And that's why I like to connect it to um, community and the, yeah. the beautiful communal aspects um, is um, one might not be doing it for the sake of their community, but I find that the most beautiful aspects of who I am comes alive in the light of who I am in the midst of my family, in the midst of my um, my ancestors, in the midst mm -hmm. of who is Robert now and who is Robert Sr. and who is Robert, you know, and, and, and so then therapy helps to illuminate all of that, right? And so, um, I learned tools that are not just helping me to cope in the moment today. Therapy helps me discover who I have been and who, who am I becoming, right? And so a good therapist is not just like trying to get you to slap on um, some glue on <laughs> to just get through today. Um, my therapist, it, my therapists throughout um, my time uh, over the past couple of years, they've helped me to really unearth um, who my parents have been, um, and uh, who I've discovered some things, um, like, oh, this is why I do that, um, um, I'm fulfilling some things, both good and bad, um, um, and so, yeah. Yeah, I like, I like what, what you said. said a moment ago, when you said that therapy can be salvific, right, and then particularly in the Christian and theological context, because when we talk about like the notion of salvation, the illustration that Jesus often uses is one of rebirth. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, therapy can have a, a regenerative impact and effect um, when 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 you allow it to, when you invest uh, the emotional mm -hmm. capital and, and, and are transparent enough, right? Um, because I used the word rehumanizing earlier. I, when we look at what what sin does, as, as it's taught, um, and, and, and I'm about to say churches, but I think a lot of churches do a bad job of teaching about sin. But when, when we look at the concept of sin, as I believe that Jesus handles it, what we're really talking about is a process of dehumanization, something that happens at a societal and communal level. To your point, we keep talking about communal care and everything. Like sin is, is a community issue. It's the process that we go through dehumanizing others and each other and ourselves. And this thing that keeps on happening. Um, and through the process of therapy, we learn more about that. We become awake to it and learn to see the world in new ways. So when Jesus says things like, in order to see to enter the kingdom or to see the kingdom, you must be born again. And it confuses people. Like how how is one born again? How did you you don't you don't know that? Uh, how, how do you how do you not understand this? And to me, when we look at what therapy does and teaching you new ways of of seeing things and of interacting with yourself and community, um, it gives us the ability to reimagine how to do life with each other and in our situation. And that is a regenerative and salvific uh, uh, process. And hear me clearly. I'm not I'm not saying that the way to salvation, the, your ticket to heaven is by going to therapy. But I'm not saying that it's not neither. Like, and I, I need you. I need. I need you to to, to hear me um, because uh, this this walk. Um, I think we we put a whole lot of emphasis on the moment of conversion and not enough on the process of conversion. And I believe that therapy is a vital and necessary tool. So you know what? 
not not even to bring that. We do all therapy. We do. We do. We we need that. We need that in a major way. Um, and it doesn't always look the same for everybody. The, the methods of therapy, the practices might not look the same for you, but I think the commitment to self-discovery, the, the, the commitment to uh, learning of, about your traumas, about the sin that, 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 that has impacted your life and your community. So, and, and how to, to navigate that, I think that's critical, um, a very important aspect to reimagining uh, your, your, your life and your community. If I'm making sense right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, total sense. A lot of sense, actually. Um confessionally, like we believe a lot of things happen at salvation, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then even from salvation to passing to death. Um, there's a lot of things that confessionally we're taught to believe happens to the Christian in the Bible, right? Like we even have our verses that we like to quote, I have the mind of Christ and these different things and and how there's this uh, changing of a person, but there's no functionality to it, right? Like there's no functionality to the process, the inner workings of, or like um, when she, <laughs> you know, uh, faith without works is dead like what in context would that look like right could that con- could that in context look like hey like maybe you should just go to therapy a little bit right <laughs> like is that your faith is that the works added to the faith like I believe right I'm whole um, I believe that I, I'm in this process of becoming whole um, but what does that functioning look like and I, I mean and you brought up a point where it's like I, I, I agree with you I'm not I wouldn't say that uh, like our way to heaven is through therapy, but I like our way to heaven is kind you of like, I want to say that without you know what I'm saying. Like I want to say that without saying that to be, like I don't want to sound super heretical saying that, but I hope y'all hear what's being said uh, in that. Like therapy is definitely a useful tool, um, and I'm not saying like oh well you should do that because this will help you get to heaven. Like you should do that because you need you should love your neighbor. You should as you love yourself, uh, those are the words of Christ. And if you don't know how well you love yourself, how well can you love your neighbor, right? How well can you actually love God? And these are things that I think we we really need to give more thought to, especially like all of the, the junk and the garbage and the trauma and the emotional um, things that we've had to deal with uh, as, as young children. I think all three of us at some point at a young age had a parent or two snatched from us and and so like even working through that becoming a parent being an adult just those simple things functionally what would that look like what does that look like how do we work through those things without projecting how do we work through those things without hurting the people around us that we love um thinking about it communally um but also like do i treat do i project because i'm i don't like me right like is do I have my own issues right like um I'm not a therapist right (laughs) but these are these are just things that I've I've come to realize that I really needed to work through um that affect I feel like really affect my salvation and how um I saw God 
right? Like how I could relate to God, especially, <laughs> especially um, a lot of, um, I don't want to get into that, but yeah, there, there's a lot that coming out of um, certain white evangelical spaces and some of the teachings of how uh, um, the Trinity operates and God the Father and God the Son and all of these different things, relationally, well, if you don't have that good a relationship with your dad, how can you really view God that way? Uh, if you do view God as, you know, um, you, you accept that view like of God the Father. That was something that I struggled with. Um, a lot of these things, I had to work through my own self. I had to get me out of the way. Like the Holy Spirit really had to deal with me and I had to get me out of the way so that I could really see God for who he is um, and effectively love, you know, people. I confess I, I enter this, this conversation and we are on... Um, we are in the midst of Russia invading the Ukraine. We are having this conversation after two black women have uh, committed suicide. We are the descendants of um, slaves. Um, and so for me, uh, This conversation is weighty in the sense of, do we need tools for mental health? Absolutely. For me, I love us and we are in the midst of a global pandemic that has shaken the globe, that has snatched on our soil over 900,000 Americans, where we know African-Americans were disproportionately affected and impacted um, where we know that um, our wealth was disproportionately affected in our communities. Is it a need for us to receive tools Yes, and are those tools salvific in the ways that we, I, I confess that it is difficult for me, I guess, for whatever you would consider me, whether that is a practical theologian, I cannot think of salvation unto resting with my Lord in heaven when my communities are in hell on earth. Mm. Uh, and so where I know that we have mental health struggles that lead people's minds to cracking, where dementia is rife in our communities, where bipolar is rife in our communities, where minds are literally cracking under the weight of sin and destruction and mental health is at an all time low. And so, where mental health struggles have been ignored in our communities. And so for me, I would say as a descendant of slaves, 
I would say our communities are crying out for me, for me, for me, for me. The reason why I say I interrogate the need, and this isn't to you, Brother Trey, I, I say, I think it's like where I have seen in my own family, literally minds crack um, under the weight of bodies keeping the score generationally. Like, it's almost like it's not even a question that th these are needs generationally. Like, um, it's like, I look around, it's like, yo, these minds just cracking up in here, <laughs> you know, like, um, and, and so for me, it's like, I like how you phrased it a moment ago, like, um, you, so, you said it way more eloquently than I could about salvi <laughs> salvific, um, because <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't be putting the words together uh, uh, like that. <laughs> But it is salvific for me because I can't think of a salvation that leaves my body to torment on this earth and, and try to go and rest in heaven apart from my communities tormenting in hell here. Um, I, can't, I cannot fathom it. And so for me, um, therapy is just but one tool to work out my salvation with fear and trembling here. Yes. And so for me, that's just one tool to work out liberation for these bodies that are cracking under the weight of toil under the sun here. And so I look around as chaos and anxiety are in the air here. It's the literal air we're breathing right now. And I cannot think of any other way. Like literally we are talk, having this conversation in the eve and in, in the wake of Russia invading Ukraine, right? It's literally chaos. Um, and so for me in that way, therapy, while it is a privilege, becomes salvific. Yeah, man, that's, that's, that's what it is. Right? That's, that's that's what it, I, don't, I don't. This wasn't supposed to be like no. Maybe it was. Maybe maybe, maybe it was by the power of the spirit. Um, this this is an encouragement that if you are not currently um, in therapy or receiving the benefits of therapy and you have the means to, uh, I suggest that you uh, give serious consideration starting that process, not just for your own good, but for the good of your community. Um, and if you do not have the means. Uh, I don't mean to sound flippant about this, but let's 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 investigate how we can get this thing rolling for you um, because there are there are ways. And uh, deserve it. I think I think you deserve to love yourself better. I think you deserve to love others better. I think you deserve to be the best possible conduit that you um, can be of God's love. I think I think you deserve to be able to embody the love of God in your your fullness, your wholeness, in an, in an unblemished way. So, I, I, I think I think you deserve that. Not only do you deserve it, but you're worth it, right? Like you're worth being whole. Um, and I was just listening to Rob talk. And one of the things that I just kind of got from him and 
like this sort of phrase and it just came to my mind is like I cannot afford to not to care about my community because there are people in my community that are relying on the community. There are people in your community that are relying on you might be when you might find yourself in a season where you need your community. Build yourself up. Equip yourself with tools. Equip your community with tools to care for each other. Please. talked about a new segment we're going to talk about uh what's on the front burner some some things um that that uh we are excited about personally as as individuals and bringing that and sharing that with y'all hey everyone <laughs> welcome to on the front burner it's your boy robert i haven't done one of these in a while so just dusting off my on the front burner vibes for you and for today i have selected pizza and not just any pizza um chicago pizza the best pizza specifically chicago pizza which i was able to have in abundance recently the land of abundance um in chicago and I was able to have my favorites. I'm not asking for your opinion, so save it for yourselves. I was able to have Aurelio's and Giordano's. And whoo, you're talking about the goodness. You're talking about God's presence in the bread. Yeah, you're talking the way the sauce was hitting. Yeah. So that's what I'm into. That's what I'm feeling. I'm still feeling uh, the overflow of the glory, the presence. Um, yeah. So Chicago pizza on the front burner. Yeah. Get into it. Cause we now have a Patreon, which Patreon. I want to encourage each and every one of y'all to, to visit at our uh, patreon.com slash three black men. Uh, think through it, pray through it ask God uh, if, if he would have you partake in this work that we're doing because on top of some bonus content here we have uh, some blog pieces going up there's going to be some devotional content coming out and I want to encourage you guys um, to visit that Patreon patreon.com slash three black men go watch and, um, my kids ruin my videos go ahead watch, watch them, <laughs> them them babies ain't ruin nothing man matter of fact there's, there's more people going to sign up to, to see them babies how about that bro <laughs>